everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I'm beginning a series with my lovely wife, Lisa, called Relationship Goals, and it's amazing how popular relationship goals are. Hashtag relationship goals. I would not, I would not uh, suggest you, you you go onto that hashtag because uh, it's not really. We know that if we tell you that your temptation is going to be to go there. Don't go there. Yeah. But I, Lisa. Hey, hey, the hashtag is, see, relationship goals FC. FC. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's the one. So anyway, I though am very nervous, Lisa, about this series because the stakes are sky high for every single person here. Let's face it, life is all about relationships and our great God is a relational God. We're made in his image. Thus, he wants us to relate and for our relationships to cruise, to soar, not just remain stagnant or, or, or in, in some sort of a situation that's negative. That's right, and many of us have started this year with goals. We've started this year wanting to lose weight, wanting to be more fit, maybe to work out more consistently. Some people want to see career changes, maybe you're wanting to maybe save more money, quit smoking, I don't know, the list goes on and on. But what studies have shown is that all of these things that we have goals over are hinging or contingent upon one very important thing, and that's our relationships. So instead of thinking about your diet, your exercise, yes, that's good to think about it, but what if we focus more on the people who are surrounding us and the success that we will find in these different areas of life just based on relationships? So when Ed says, wow, I feel somewhat scared to talk about this. I feel um, like the burden is heavy. Yeah, it's heavy because the stakes are sky high. Every single person that's in this room or at one of our different uh, environments, you have such potential in your life, but so often that potential is catastrophically defeated just by the people you're hanging around with. And too often, We look around and we say, wow, look what is surrounding me. Look what is surrounding me rather than look who is surrounding me. We need to be concerned about the who more so than the what. That's exactly correct. And you know, when it comes to relationships, we're going to talk about uh, pretty much every facet. We're going to talk about what it means to have the right platform to launch any relationship that you're involved in. For example, we're talking about dating, spouse selection in this series. We'll be talking about marriage, which is huge. We'll be talking about parenting. So all of the relationships are interconnected. They, they, they kind of flow from one to another, Lisa. And again, I'm just, I'm just excited that we have such a, a church that has so much firepower and so much intentionality about having the right kind of relationship. So I wanna challenge you to make every single session of this seminar, of this series. Now, if you happen to miss one, which I know you will not, but let's say you miss one, you can go online to fellowshipchurch.com and actually watch the message. And also too, we have an online church, maybe you don't know this, that's seen here and also around the world, and you can actually interact with our online pastor, 
you know, what does Ed mean by that? I like what Lisa's wearing. Whatever it is, you can go back and forth and, and uh, talk. So Lisa, let's, let's jump in because when I, when I think about relationships or relationship, I, I think about the word ship, relationship. So all of us, when we're born, we literally step on a ship, a relationship. Life is about relationships and our great God did something. He fixed the relationship that was warped because of our sinfulness, because of our behavior. So he's given us the opportunity to know him through Christ and not only to relate to him through Christ, but also to relate to others. And that's where the ship comes in. That's right. And so if you have relationships in your life that perhaps you need to steer away from, steer the ship away from, you know, we want to make clear some of those attributes, some of the things that you need to be looking for in a relationship Mm -hmm. and some of the things that you see in your relationships that you need to steer away from. And we've come up with a little, uh, a little thing that you can either, uh, if you're taking notes old school, you can write this down or if you're on your iPhone or whatever, it's basically at least the three columns that I'm gonna challenge you, Lisa, I wanna challenge you to, to write your significant relationships down in these columns. The first column would be that relationship that you feel is sort of drifting. It's drifting relationships, going nowhere. You know, they go with the, with the tide. They just kind of move, yeah. they, they um, float here, there, yonder. And we all know that if you just float, you generally don't get to the destination where you need to be. And God has a destination for each and every life. We talk about that. We, we want to celebrate that. And yet, we don't necessarily grab hold to the responsibility of seeing that through. How do, what's our part in it? Our part is about relationships and this assessment. So are you drifting in your relationship? One thing that is interesting to note is that certain people have just uber relational skills. I like that I mean, word, you're uber. talking about, thank you, honey. Yes. We're talking about people who you're, are just attracted to your, your charisma. Maybe it's the way you make them feel that you just have this uh, gift of, helping other people feel great about themselves. Well, that type of an individual is going to attract a lot of different people because basically it's just fun to hang out with them. Yes, It's great, you feel good about yourself. But word of caution, word of warning to the individual who has uber, uber, uber. relational skills, a lot of people will be drifting toward you that are not necessarily enhancing that goal that God has for your life. So that and, and, and is you know, why it's so this. important. We're even talking about Christians. It's Wait a minute. Yeah, Ed. yeah, yeah. I, I know it's hard Just to believe. Just hold on. It is possible to have Christians that cause you to drift or even sink. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, well, he's a Christian. You know, she, she's a Christian. But there's well, some benchmarks to yes. a person and their relational skills, their relational qualities, their relational components. But how many so, people, though, So Lisa? it's great. I mean, obviously, that's the, that's the most important thing is that we have a relationship with Christ and we seek to have great friendships and yeah. relationships and our spouse selection and our dating relationships are about those people who are following Christ. But there's some evidences in someone's life about how they're walking out that faith. 
So just because someone has bowed the knee, received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, yes, we yay God that. We go, whoo, that is awesome. But how are they living out each and every day? Those are relational tests that we have to look at. Yeah, so so it's it's possible. So so think about your your favorites on your phone or whatever. Okay, you got any anybody causing you to drift because every relationship should be taking us somewhere. And many relationships are causing us to drift. Some are actually causing us to take on water and they're causing us to sink. sink. You're sinking. And some of you are like, man, I'm on a sinking ship. And you're looking around, you're going, whoa. I promise you it'll go back to your relationships. And then some though, Lisa, I wanna hit this too. Some relationships, and these are the best, are, are, are relationships that they just cruise, cruise, man. They just, I mean, you just. It's like a cigarette boat going through the water in yeah. Biscayne right. Bay. I'm thinking Biscayne Bay. Well, Biscayne it could be, Bay, yeah. It could be Lake That's Grapevine. That's in Miami. But, could be Lake Grapevine. Well, but maybe not, but anyway. Cigarette I, I boats to, usually. I prefer to picture Biscayne Bay. Yes. Um, but what are some of the characteristics of people that cause us to drift and to sink? What are some of those relationships? Yeah, well, how, well, how do they look? Well, honey, we've been... Oh, excuse me just for one second. No, okay. The other question to ask is, if we, you know, we, it seems like we're focusing on people and all the problems that somebody else might have and, oh, I want to assess this relationship and they may have this issue and they may right. have that issue. Be careful that you forget to think about yourself and Whoa. what you bring into relationships because some of these indictments might be... Guilty as charged. That's right. So think about that. Well, yeah, and and Lisa, there are there are some 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 things in certain types of people. And you know, we've been married for 33 years. We have four kids, and we've done life together for a long, long time. We've been at this church for 25 years. Helped kick the church off. I feel more confidence today, or I could say godfidence today, talking about this subject than ever before. I'm almost 55 years old. Uh, 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 but but that that's the fact. Now, when I was 40, I would talk about marriage, talk about dating, talk about that. And and yeah, what I said, I had some I had confidence. But now, having lived this stuff out, having observed culture, having seen so many different people, from the rich to the poor, from white collar to pink collar, I just feel there's an urgency, and I I, I really just want everyone here to download this stuff from scripture. So here's someone that I've seen in my life who can be a negative influence on me. The pridefully prideful person. We all know people like that. The pridefully prideful person. They're always talking about where I've been, where I'm going, what I got, who I know. And they're talking about this, they're talking about that. It's just a bragathon. And you sit there and they talk on and on and on and on about themselves. Now and then, they might ask you, hey, how are you doing? But they're only asking you, how are you doing? So they can talk for about 30 minutes straight about themselves. Me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 I. Be careful of the pridefully prideful person. And here's what's so jacked up about pride. I uh, wrote a book about this uh, years ago. Pride is a sin that is blinding. Prideful people don't know we're prideful. Because if you knew you're prideful, you wouldn't be prideful. Anyway, what do you say about that, Lisa? And, and, and we all, you wanna have, you want to have self-confidence, confidence from God. I'm not saying that 
but 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 you know that person just is all about themselves and yeah well i mean let's just say human nature me is my favorite subject yes. i enjoy talking about me but when you're in a in a relationship there's a cadence of conversation that goes back and forth and so there should be just as much interest in the we than there's the a me. dance there's a dance Oh, oh, we are horrible yeah, yeah, dancers. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's a dance. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a dance. There's a dance. There's a dance. Speaking, yes, baby, but not dancing. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. What about right. the know-it-all? The person who just the know knows it all. everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, you've heard of Wikipedia? Well, it's Wikipedia. Because yes, oh, they know yeah, I know everything. that. Yeah, I know, yeah. They know everything. Oh, I knew so that. Oh, be careful oh, 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 yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Or oh. what about the negative person? Now, oh, this my is, goodness. This is probably my biggest pet peeve in a relationship. This is the most popular... You ever heard of this guy, Joel Osteen? I've known Joel for years. Hey, man, he smiles all the time. This is my Bible. Joel is positive. People say, Ed, you know Joel. Is he that positive? Yes, he's that positive. But I know somebody who's more positive. My hot wife. Hashtag hot wife. Lisa is the most encouraging person. Now, I can sometimes, I'll be honest, I can sometimes be negative. I can. And Lisa helps me. You know, she goes, Ed, you know, and, and, and then sometimes I can bring her back a little more to the real world. But that's, <laughs> but I, I, you that's know, the balance. But, but she is, those people that you're around I mean, that the cup for down. you, Lisa, is not just overflowing. It's spilling over on the table. We need to mop to get it up. It's, it's, <laughs> okay, so I think that's biblical. But anyway, you know is. what it's like to hang around with somebody who's negative all the time. Or what about that person that manipulates? They're controlling. Oh, yeah. It's always their way or the highway. Somebody has to manipulate where you go, what you do, mm. all of those different things. Those are those are qualities of a relationship that we need to steer away from. Yeah, and here's, people, the, the manipulator. I, I'm terrible at interrupting, but the, that's okay. The manipulator, Lisa. Thirty-three years, I've got it down. That's right. She, she can. Yeah, but <laughs> the manipulator is someone who like they they see they they can see your social status. Or your your spiritual status. You're you're a great Christian lady. Or you've got certain things, wow, materially that can benefit. So that's the only reason, really, you see what I'm saying to you, that you 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 kind of get close to that person. So be very, very careful about that. Obviously, we have to accept people where they are. Obviously, we want to love everyone, but I would say this, and this is this is kind of a shocker, Lisa, but I'm gonna say it. Most of us spend too much time with the wrong people who don't do much right rather than the right people who don't do much wrong. That's good right there. And I would say, and, and, and this is gonna be a radical statement, I'll just prepare you for it, but I have 33 years of marriage, parenting, pastoring, researching, writing, 54 speaking. years on the relationship. Yeah, 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 on the show. 54 years to be exact, I'm almost 55. I truly believe in the 90-10 principle. Ed, what in the heck are you talking about? 90-10 principle, yeah, 90-10 principle. 90% of the time, we should invest relationally into people who are cruising. I mean, they are, the sails are up, they're catching wind, they're tacking into the wind, and they are, going somewhere. 10% of the time should be with those people, even Christians, or, or those people who, who don't really get it, who aren't really taking you 
anywhere. They're, 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 they're drifting or they're causing you to take on water. But we have that reversed, most of us, because we're kind of just lazy, we kind of just float around, yeah. So we end up spending 90% of the time with the wrong people and only 10% of time with the right people. Now, people are like going, I don't know if I believe that. I'm not sure, that's so radical. I am here to tell you, I can give you the hard data yeah. to prove it. Yeah, so we have to think about these relationships yes. with some purpose in mind. How are we purposeful? How do we negotiate through the 90% versus the 10%? How do we do that? Well, we have to step on the relationship and we have to put up different sales. Don't you like the nautical term sales? Five sales, say five with me, five sales, five sales. Five sales. And we're gonna run through these because it's critical that you understand these, these sales because we're gonna build everything on this platform that we're talking about. Okay, can I give the first one? Yes. Yes, okay. Intentionality. Intentionality, that just means to go through your relationships with some type of intent. Again, you have to understand the, the magnitude, the responsibility of hanging out with the right people, of, of rubbing shoulders with the right people. I mean, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We need to be sharpening one another. Intentionality, look what it says in Ephesians 3, 10 and 11. And Lisa, before you read Ephesians, the book of Ephesians talks about what kind of person that, that, that we're to be. So people always worry about, oh, I want to get friends. No, no, you be a friend, the kind of friend we're going to talk That's about, right. all right? That's right. So Ephesians talks about being that friend, bring, being that, that man, that woman that God wants. Then it talks about romance. And we'll talk about that later. It talks about marriage, that attraction, that love is in the air stuff. Then it talks about parenting. So basically, the book of Ephesians is all about relationships, and it's against this backdrop of the church. I just wanted to throw that okay. in. And, and the reason is because the writer is talking to different groups of people. You know, the church is just a collection of all these different types of people. And the writer is, is speaking to the Jew and the Gentile who came from such different backgrounds. But because of the cross, because of Christ, they now have this common denominator. But guess what? They still have to figure out how do you get along? How do we go where God wants us to go, though we come from such different backgrounds? Yeah, and Lisa, you know, people say all the time, I'll interrupt her again. All right. Every relationship, I've heard this before, should glorify God. Okay, what, what does glorify God, what does that mean? Well, glorify God, it should reflect the character qualities of Jesus. Okay, but what are those? The five sales. Oh, that's so so this, is how, this is how our relationship, and, and this is the, the kind of sales that should be up, catching the wind, as you tack into the wind, this is, this is gonna this show is us that. this is the first yes. one, intentionality. intentionality. Okay. Ephesians 3, 10 to 11. I, I'm gonna get to it. Okay, his intent was, wait a minute, what was that? His intent yep. was that now through the church, church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those three words, intent, and 
the church and the purpose are what we need to be seeking in our relationship. Where is the best place to be intentional about your relationships? The church, the body of Christ, because that's where the common denominator of purpose is found. That does not mean that when you walk through the doors of Fellowship Church at any of our different environments that the person you're seated next to is going to be the right relational choice. That's the truth. But it does mean that your chances of finding that right relational choice are close at hand. That's right. So take advantage. Ed and I, as we have been preparing for this and talking about relationships, we have done somewhat of an inventory of the friends that we have um, in our lives. And the staff members, the pastors here at Fellowship Church, some of the longtime uh, members who, who have helped build this church, there's something common in all of their lives. There's a thread that weaves through, and that is their involvement at Fellowship Church, their involvement in the local church. We've seen staff members who grew up here and who found their mate here. We've seen connect groups where people are doing life together and they're understanding, wow, here's a need here. We rush to fill it because of the relationships right. that we have. These are huge things to consider and why we just take it Oh, so nonchalantly drifting here saying, well, maybe I'll be a part of Fellowship Church. Maybe I'll volunteer to serve, but oh, the wind has come and I'm going to shift this way and I will be involved uh, on that activity front versus the most important thing that helps my relationship succeed is the local church. And, and to think about the intentionality of, of, of God. God didn't sit back even though he saw our sinfulness. God can't wink at sin. He can't look at sin. He did something about it. He sent Jesus who took the step. So we've got to be intentional, obviously about our relationship with Christ, but also with our friendships. You don't just drift into it. The second one, the second sale, truth. Any relationship, Lisa, that's worth its salt, nautical term again, yeah, yeah, should be a relationship built on truth. I spend a lot of time in boats in my spare time, and I have, have cruised around in little boats going over 50 miles an hour through the Everglades numerous times. And that's a little scary. Everglades, 50 miles an hour, 16-foot boat. On one side of the boat, the water is six inches deep. On the other, it's about a foot deep. I have some good friends who've, who've, who've uh, driven boats for a long, long time. Some have their captain's license. And here's what they tell me, and I've watched them. I, they say, when I'm asking them, how are you doing this? I focus on my GPS. And I've watched them drive through these hairy situations. They're just looking at the GPS, yeah, looking not, at the electronics. We're not talking about the Google Maps or, no, 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 no. or your iPhone no, no. that sometimes works. Global positioning this system. This is the real deal. And you have to be locked in to three satellites for this to work. And then I thought about three satellites, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Woo, We've gotta be locked in as we're doing this thing called the relationship. It's the GPS, yeah. the God positioning system, you could say. So not only is it important to know the truth, God's word, right. which 
you know, the, the Bible talks about paths. It talks about different paths that we can take. And God says that if we study his word, he will illuminate our path. So we've got to know the truth, which is God's word. But we also have to see in others how they're applying Very the well truth said. in their life. We have to apply it for ourselves, and then we have to see how others are applying it. Yeah, so truth, wanna... truth is a huge sale that if you knock that sale down, drift is gonna come. And, and, and truth is true whether we believe it or not. That's like the law of gravity, the law of thermodynamics. I don't have to believe the law of gravity. I'm like, I don't really believe it. I just, I just don't because I gotta feel it. Well, if I take a step, I, I'm, going down. I'm gonna hit the ground. These relational realities, because God's the author of relationships work, we either have the choice to believe them or not, but we're imploring you to take this and make it a part of you. Number three, the third sale, we'll hit this word over and over again. Forgiveness. Uh-oh. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. When Ed and I got married, we had so many pastors officiating. You know, we had uncles who were pastors. We had a, his father who was a pastor. They had the black robes on. They looked like the it, Supreme Court, court, man. It just, was just really, I mean, definitely at the end of that ceremony, we were married. No, no doubt. There's no doubt, yeah. But Ed's father officiated the line share of the uh, ceremony. And one of the verses that he read to us and he told us, he said, if you can practice this verse, if you can live this truth out, you will have a successful marriage. I think everybody's like, okay, what is it? Really? We, we need to know. But not only a successful marriage, but successful relationships in general. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. In light of the gift of forgiveness that God has given us, I need forgiveness. I mean, I realize I have messed up in grand ways and I am in need of forgiveness, in need of a savior. And Jesus, he did it for me. He took my sin, he took my shame and he forgave me. Wow, what a gift. It's a gift that I receive, but it's a gift that I also have to give. Because in light of what Jesus did on the cross, I have to forgive others. Now, don't be fooled because we are called to forgive, but there are certain relationships where we forgive, but we do not reinstate fellowship. Yeah, you don't have to like we somebody to, to forgive them. But they too, often be total we jerks. Think, too often we think, oh, Probably I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move away from this. I'm gonna are. move away from that negative person. I'm gonna move away yeah. from that manipulator. I'm gonna move away from that prideful yes. person. We're gonna move away from them geographically, yet we're still bound to them emotionally through lack of forgiveness. That's so truth. forgive, That's forgive great. just as Christ has forgiven you. So forgiveness is huge. Having reconciliation in a relationship, it has to be operative well, for success. And, and, and the Bible says too, we'll study this more in this series. This is a great verse on any relationship, especially if you're dating or marriage. It says, don't let the sun set on your anger. Well, that, that means Lisa, and we've had to do this before. We had to stay up Late. Almost sometimes all night. Past, past nine o'clock, go figure. I know. Because, and you know what too, this, is this true guys? I mean, this is kind of a good thing, but guys, we, we forgive easier than women. I'll say that's a hearty amen. No one, see, no one laughed at that. I knew they wouldn't because guys, we're scared to laugh, but that's the fact. And, and you know what though, like, guys, but, we, but this is the thing. I confess, we forgive too easily, probably. Well, oh no, I'm not sorry to give it down. No, we ask for forgiveness 
That's what I'm trying to say. I, I, I kind of messed it up. That's true. Does you that make just, sense? You know what I'm saying just to you. really, really good at asking for forgiveness. A lot of time, I mean, messed up he, a lot. No, <laughs> I did not mean that. I just meant that he he's he's just one of these guys that has a quick conscience. He can't live with himself if he's done something an offense against me or someone else. He apologizes quickly. I and, tend and, and, to. And I, I've, I've got to say this, Lisa. I forgive, how many times, I forgive you for interrupting me. No, no, I know you do. But listen, how many times? We don't know how to, we don't know how to um, ask for forgiveness. And I'm gonna talk about this too in this series, so will Lisa. I take full responsibility for my actions. How wacky is that? Some, some attorney- It's a start. Yeah, some, some attorney wrote that. It, it, I take full responsibility? Duh. That's not asking for forgiveness. Here's, here's another one that's stupid. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. If. 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 Well, you're an emotional basket case, I guess. I didn't mean it. That, that's not asking. Or, I apologize, I mean, that, that's close. Here's how you say it. This is kind of an aside. I messed up, I screwed up. Will you forgive me? So now, see, will you forgive me? I'm wrong, I'm humbling myself, and, and that's the deal. But that, I got totally off subject, I'm that's skipping. Okay. So let's go no. to the next one, oh. unselfishness. The, another sale is unselfishness. unselfishness. Are the people in your life Are they thinking unselfish? about others, or is everything about themselves? I think that's pretty... Um, I gotta tell the story about Landra. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, about unselfishness. Poor Landra, she's provided so many illustrations Landra, over her life. <laughs> one of our twins, she's now 21, beautiful young woman. She's, she's always been a risk taker, very adventuresome. And when she was four, I took her fishing. We were at this little, little uh, pond and we were catching perch. Some people call them brim perch, little fish. Well, I didn't realize it, but Landra really wanted to keep a fish. She kept going, can I keep this? I go, no, put it back. Can I keep this debt? No, Landra, put it back. Well, I was involved in tying on another hook. I didn't realize that Landra took a perch, opened my tackle box, put it in there, and closed it. It was only about a hundred. Yeah, all the different the worms and lures. It was only about 108 degrees. So I had no idea the, the fish was in there. We finished fishing. We went home, put my tackle box up in the garage, and then, you know. Well, after several days, that thing was ripe. I'm talking, it would knock you out. We thought something had died. We didn't know what the deal yeah, was. We were getting ready right. to, to, to we take thought, out sheet we rock. something and, was in our, our walls and, and we kept yeah. sniffing, we kept sniffing. I mean, cause you know, we, I mean, we're not that off, but we, we were sniffing around the garage, but we had our ant killer in the same place oh, yeah. where the tackle boxes were and there's sulfur in ant killer. Mm. And so it, the ant killer stinks. So we, we couldn't figure the lesser of two stinks, you know, or the greater <laughs> of two stinks. It was like, what's the smell? Yeah. Finally. Finally, uh, I opened the tackle box. <laughs> yeah. That dead fish. And all, maggots and all. Yeah. Anyway. When we're selfish, our self smells like a fish. fish. Yeah. And when I'm selfish in our marriage, I smell like a fish. So in a friendship, a dating relationship, watch out for that unselfishness. That's the core of Jesus. Then there's another one, Lisa. The one more, one more. The, the, the fifth one. And this one, this one is so huge. Consistency. Oh, massive. Again, Ed Consistency. mentioned the fact that, you know, now after many, many years of, of relationships and many, many years of, of living out the principles of God, not perfectly, but with intentionality, 
we can truly say that when you see someone who lives their life consistently, it doesn't mean that they don't mess up on occasion. It doesn't exactly. mean that they don't fall or stumble. It just means that they get back up and they keep going on the direction that God has for them on the path. Consistency is huge. If you look at our lives, I'm so thankful for the relationships that we have accountability, for encouragement, no for deepening our walk with God that we've had over the past 25 years plus. And we have plus. fun. We laugh. We, laugh. we yeah. have a great time. And it's so important to have those type of relationships so that God can steer you through the people that are around you to the place he wants you to be. And those 90% people, 90% people, I'm gonna drill down a little bit deeper here. Those 90% people, Three questions to ask yourself. Number one, do they cause me to love God more? Think, think about it. Does this person cause me to love God more? Number two, do they encourage me to do what's right, to follow God's purpose and plan? Finally, do they dream the right dreams? God's dreams. Okay, when we can answer those questions, Lisa, man, when we go through those columns, I'm telling you, we are ready for part two of this series, Relationship Goals. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this introductory talk about relationships. And you know, if there's someone here and you've never ever established a personal relationship with God, you can do it right now. Well, how do I do it, Ed? Simply by saying, God, I want to tell the truth about my condition. I mean, I, I know I've messed up. I'm not perfect. The Bible calls this behavior sin. We're all sinners. We all are. And once we admit that, just say, God, my bad. I'm a sinner. I turn from that and I believe, God, you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And right now, I ask you to come into my life. I give you everything I am and everything I'll ever become. That is the most important thing you can ever do. Now, from there, we have an opportunity to put the sails up and to discover the relational adventure that God has for us. Whether you're here at our broadcast campus, whether you're in Fort Worth, Dallas, whether you're somewhere in Europe or in Asia, whether you're in Miami, just say that and say, God, I'm ready to do it your way because it's worth the work. So Lord, give us consistency as we come back for this and as we continue to live out what you have put into our lives. We ask all these things in Christ's name and everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.